Who am I? Good day, listeners. Welcome to another podcast for dreamers, achievers, and explorers. Today's episode will be looking at the topic our devotion to God is what is needed to change our nation. We all see what happens to our nation all across across the globe. We believe that uh, the problems that the nation is experiencing is too convoluted that it is impossible or difficult for one person to make a significant change. And because we are always led by what others do, a lot of a lot of things that happen to us is we are pushed or inclined to do what others are doing. Uh, the world has given us, made us to be in a rat race situation, survivor or defeatist, and we are constantly being inundated with the ideas of the world, being made to believe that hustling is the right way to succeed. Or if, if you are not hustling, then you don't belong to uh, the high-moving um, generation. And so most of the time, what happens is that when you see people, whatever they are doing, and they are succeeding in it, the practical thing for you is also for you to do those things. And most of the time, those things might be wrong. Let's take, for example, a friend of yours who is into credit card fraud. And you see that he does a lot, as far as he's concerned, he's not imparting anybody's credit because it's the banks that will really take over those costs. And so you, are, you, you have a sense of, oh, I'm not, I'm not cheating on anybody. The bank makes a lot of profit. And because the bank makes a lot of profit, they will write them off as a normal loss or they will write it off as bad loss. Whatever it is, at the end of the day, the government, the bank is going to benefit from me because it's going to reduce their tax liability. And so those sort of uh, assessment and uh, belief begins to uh, creep into our heart and all we now continually do is, is, is the right thing. And the nation begins to sink into degradation as we continue to do that. That is not the goal. That is not what God planned for us. Each individual person in a nation has his or her own contribution. Your standing makes the nation strong or weak. We do not need to look at others to think that, oh, until we all come together before, the nation will be strong. If you and I today will make up our mind to say, you know what, I'm going to stand on what is right. I'm going to maintain the things that will make my nation strong. Because every nation is a collection or a population of the individual. 
there is no nation that just grows out of its own. A nation is a collection of the individual. The individual is a function of the family. So that means the family unit has always been the foundation for any nation. So if we take the, the temperature of the, of the nation, it is a signal of the family unit. And the signal of the family unit is also what we can relate to the individual lives. We have a responsibility to live a life that is totally devoted to God, that we live because we want ourselves to benefit, but beyond that, it has a repose effect on the nation of the earth. Proverbs 14.34 God's devotion makes a country strong. God avoidance leaves people weak. So apt, so correct. This is the foundation. This is the truth that we must live with, live by. We should try to inculcate this into our daily living. A people make a nation, like I've said before, when a nation seeks after God, then that nation becomes prosperous. However, prosperity is not necessarily economic prowess. It can be part of it. We all want that. But prosperity in the larger sense of it and in the real sense of it is the presence of God in our lives. We remember in the book of Genesis that Joseph was in prison. One would have expected that while you are in prison, nothing is going for you, you are not, there's no business you are doing outside. You are in prison. You are incarcerated. You are sitting in locks. Your legs are being tied. But the Bible says that Joseph prospered. Why? Because God was with him. That then gives us a, best, a better definition of prosperity. That prosperity doesn't truly mean the amount of money you have in the bank. It just means the, the presence of God in your life. No matter the technological development or advancement that we can never achieve, we must understand that God's word can never be replaced and that God is more advanced than what we have ever achieved as breakthroughs in the world of technological advancement. That is the reason God is called, He's regarded, He's referred to as the ancient of these. Our God is ancient, meaning if you look at how old, you can't determine it. But he now went further to say he's the ancient of days, meaning the days you and I have not even seen, he has seen it. There is no level of technological advancement that will surprise God because he has seen the end from the beginning and he has seen the beginning from the end. When we avoid God, therefore, we are 
ultimately bringing the nation to disrepute and calamity. We each owe it to our nation to individually seek the face of the Lord and live righteously because our individual actions have a national impact. It is not enough to say that everyone does it, especially wrong things, for example. And therefore, if I can't beat them, I should join them. But if each one of us decides to do what is right and live a life that others can emulate, in no time we will notice a shift or change in our nation. Unfortunately, the media have not helped in this regard. The media is awash with all sorts of negativity that the adults, the children, people they should look up to as mentors are doing things that for them is encouraging, which in actual fact is destructive to the individual and to the nation. The government also have not helped in, in that issue, but we all have a moral choice in every matter. We all must make a decision in our life to live in a way that glorify our God. When God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham negotiated with God, asking him if he would destroy the righteous with the sinner. And God said, no, he won't do that. He will not destroy the righteous with the sinner. Finally, Abraham asked him, I'm sure Abraham must have thought, let me just ask this, whether he will answer me. Abraham asked God, if he finds ten righteous people in the land, will he still destroy the people? And God said, for ten righteous people, he will not destroy the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. We see that the individual's life and righteousness matters before God. And through the individual's life of seeking God, living righteously and consecration, the nation can be strong. We notice that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Why? Because they could not find ten righteous people. If there were ten righteous people, Sodom and Gomorrah could have been saved. Again, if Abraham had gone further to negotiate with God to say, Lord, if one righteous person is found in Sodom and Gomorrah, will you still destroy it? I believe the answer from God would still have been no. But the question would have been, would one righteous person have been found in Sodom and Gomorrah? That is the question, that is the challenge that each one of us 
needs to think through and live with. A weak set of people becomes a weak nation that will not be able to maintain good governance because of its weakness. In such situations, a one-eyed man becomes the king and oppression becomes the order of the day. Political power in the wrong hands has the propensity to lead to selfish tendencies and manipulation. We are all responsible for the hurt of our nation by becoming the channel of good governance through our devotion to the truth. If we refuse to give bribes or accept bribes, no matter the embellishments of the name as corporate development, we will be setting the nation on the right course to making the nation great and the people fulfilled and satisfied. There is a call for us to manifest the true Christ in our lives so that the nation can be saved. We should not believe in the lie of the devil that one person's conduct cannot change a multitude. The reason for this assertion is that no matter how dark a place is, once light is introduced, no matter how small the light is, darkness will disappear. As a matter of fact, the opposite of light is not darkness. Darkness really do not have a place. Darkness can only come into focus because there is the absence of light. Because nothing can ever be in a vacuum. That is why we say, oh, darkness and light are like opposite. But that is not true. When we as light refuse to manifest, show our light, then darkness must of necessity take place because there is no vacuum in the natural or in the realm of the spirit. We all definitely have a part to play in the progress of our nation. Don't wait for when the time is right. Now is the right time. Don't wait for others. You do your own part and see the tremendous impact your actions can have on the nation. Shine your light and others will seek to embrace the light. My daughter once taught me that if you have a candle lit and you use that same candle to light others, you will not be reducing your light. You will be imparting others. And that analogy has stayed with me all through my life. You too have a responsibility to light the candle of others, impart the lives of others, and let us believe in a great transformation that will happen through that. Father, my prayer is that I should not put off what I should do now 
to a later day. I can make a significant change to my nation. Help me, Lord. Thank you for listening to another podcast. I believe this podcast has also challenged you, has encouraged you, and it will make you to take action, make you to look at life differently. For other episodes of Who Am I, please visit my website at paulugobor.com. Until we come again with another episode of Who Am I? Remain blessed and continue to meditate on what we have spoken to ourselves. You can make a difference. Choose to be different. And this nation and the world will be a better place. God bless you.